Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Dr. Sex Re Show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On today's episode of The Dr. Sex Reese Show, a woman worries the road to self-discovery could leave her all hot and bothered. A sizzling sex celebrity explodes into the studio unannounced, while producer Shelley drops the biggest bombshell yet. And now, The Dr. Sex Reese Show with your host, Dr. Robert Sex Reese. This is The Dr. Robert Sex Reese Show. I'm Dr. Robert Sex Reese. How can I help you today? Every caller that calls me, I take as it's me or them. I don't like that either, honestly, now that I'm hearing it come from you. Very excited to talk about this. Can you give me a second? I'm choking on a walnut. You know you're on the air. Can we just put aside our differences and agree that I was right? Very impatient to hear your question, but also living in fear of it. I'm throwing gems at you and you just keep dropping them in the river. My situation is I'm doing what I love, I'm free from human touch, and I'm here to give what I have to you. Hello, aloha, and welcome to the Dr. Sex Reese Show. I am your host, Dr. Robert Sex Reese, and I am amazed that I'm here right now. To be quite honest, I wasn't planning to be. I wasn't even planning to be on this continent, but sometimes life throws you curveballs. Okay, so in case you missed it, on our last show, uh, this unreliable uh, hip-hop-themed DNA test said that a woman named Amy Reese shares half her DNA with me, which some took to mean that I am her father. But by that same logic, the DNA test could be half wrong. Not a lot of people mentioning that, but either way, I hightailed it out of the studio, leaving my producer, Shelly, to just finish the show on her own. So where did I go in that shocked semi-fugue state? Well, As some of you know, I'm prepared at any moment to bug out completely and just retreat from society at large. I have cash, passports, safe houses, disguises. This was finally my chance to disappear and start a new life as a new person. Perhaps with a thick mustache and sunglasses. The sky was the limit. However, Vanishing without a trace is not as easy as it sounds. Turns out I I, I had apparently stored my bug out bag in in, in the wrong place because it was extremely damp when I got to it. The money and passports had rotted away to tatters, which was obviously disappointing since I had to use my credit card. Defeats the whole purpose of dropping off the map. But when I got there, I was doubly disappointed to find that my secret little safe house had been converted into an artisanal wax and twine shop. This neighborhood was a dump when I first got my safe house, but now it had been completely gentrified. I was furious, dejected, depressed, 
Doubly so because I realized that I, I should have bought instead of renting. But I faced reality. I tried to self-soothe with some emergency bagel chips and scallion cream cheese. Now I have since learned why serious survivalists don't include dairy in their long-term bug-out bags. The cream cheese had long since turned, and whatever chemical process took place gave it a powerful psychotropic effect, I'll say. So by the time I finished my last bagel chip, I was dancing in slow motion inside a giant purple fractal. Serious listeners of the show will know that I don't drink or do drugs because I don't like the sensation of losing control. I still don't even love having bowel movements for this reason. But this experience, this bagel chip trip was different. It felt organic. It felt strangely natural, as if that that glowing red frog with the, with the crown of steel and ice had always been my mentor and guide. But I was just now realizing it. And I found myself listening to what the red frog had to say that was more like drinking than listening, if that makes sense. But he told me that, that I could no longer run from my fears, but I had to face them head on because fear is this gateway through which we all must walk in order to know peace, that we ourselves have no substance at all, just constructions of thought layered on thought that we are formless and empty. Well, as you might have surmised, that sucked big time. Did not care for that realization. I hated it, and I started screaming and thrashing around like a bull in a wax and twine shop. I don't want to be nothing. Luckily, the cream cheese mold wore off pretty quickly, and the store owners were a lot more understanding than I would have been, and they offered me a very nice discount on some scented candles, so I got a hold of myself. I called Shelly and I said I would never be coming back and that she could tell the management I didn't care what they thought anymore. And then Shelly reminded me that I am still under contract and in quite a bit of debt financially. So um, I started crying then, if I recall correctly. And then Shelly tried to soothe me by telling me that if I came back, we could do today's episode about abstinence which is a topic I have been trying to do for years. So here I am. I'm a true professional. I still haven't uh, grappled with the fact that my entire identity has been shattered, but I'm ready to get on the phones and start helping some people. So uh, let's get to our first caller. Linda, Linda, uh, welcome to the Dr. Sex Reese Show. I'm Dr. Robert Sex Reese. How can I be of service? Hi, doctor. So I've, my question is, I want to take a month-long meditation retreat, okay? Mm. Um, but they actually require participants to be abstinent during mm -hmm. the whole time. And, I mean, I I don't know if I can go that long. You don't know if you can meditate that long? I'm not sure I can go a whole month without having sex. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, you're in the right place to get advice. I've gone my entire life. Uh, without having sex, uh, and I'm doing quite well. But have you ever wanted it? No, I have never wanted it. That's that's my gift. So yeah, I'm not sure we're on the same page because I always want it to go a whole month would be really challenging for me. Well, what's the longest you've ever gone without having sex? Hmm. Um, I would say probably three days. 
Okay. And when, at what age did you start engaging in this act? Uh, I don't know if my mother listens to this, but if she does, we'll just say 18. And right now you're what? 59, 60? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm 59 and a half. So the fact that you were kind of going back and forth between those two, <laughs> I knew I, I knew you were the right one to call because you know your stuff. I do know my stuff because I'm also very good at guessing shoe sizes. But are you worried that there's going to be people at this retreat that you are uncontrollably attracted to? I've been, I haven't done a meditation retreat myself, but I've spoken to a lot of Buddhists and they're not the best looking group. It's usually the, uh, the instructors that are the most attractive because they're the ones, you know, that know their stuff and their breathing is very sensual. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know if it's supposed to be that way, but that's how I take it. No, it's not supposed to be that way. I'm going to go out on a limb. Can I just start making some guesses about you? Sure. Was your first sexual experience with a figure of authority? I mean, yeah, I love a captain. I love a, a team leader. I mm-hmm. love a, a deacon. Oh, okay. Are you religious? I dabble. I'll go to, I'll hit, I'll hit up the Methodist church sometimes. Okay. But now you're moving into more of an Eastern sort of philosophy. Well, you know, personally, I think that um, all these things, you know, Jesus was a Buddhist, if you really look into it. I just wanted to mix it up a little and get a little funky, you know. But I do want to point out that the ultimate abstainer, the captain of the A-team, and I'm talking with a capital A, was the big man himself, Mr. J.C. Jesus. I, I have long been in love with Jesus. And I know that that's probably going to ruffle some feathers, but Jesus is the ultimate man. Sounds to me like you're pretty into this Jesus guy. Like he's some kind of heartthrob. I mean, not like literally, like I'm not like thinking about him, you know, like I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Did you uh, hang him up on your wall like you would pictures of Jonathan Taylor Thomas or the New kids on the block no, or whoever. No, I, I, but I just felt there were, you know, like captain type men in my life, you know, youth group leaders and, uh, you know, c- camp counselors. And then those types of people, uh, to me felt very Christ like, mm-hmm. and I'm drawn to that. They're loving, forgiving, humble, uh, right. you know, Thin. good with a piece of wood. But then to go to this retreat where I know I'm heading into a, a danger zone uh, where the, not danger, but just there's that type of person is going to mm-hmm. be there leading the meditations and stuff. And, and I'm going to like I'm going to like those guys. I, I just was hoping for some sort of tip on how to control myself. What I do is I bite down on a watermelon rind and then I keep a series of sticks around that I will grab with my hands and just sort of snap. Uh, Not recommending it for everyone, but definitely something you could try. Good to know. I'll try the watermelon. I don't know if they're going to have watermelon there, but I can check the menu. Well, you should run to the grocery store beforehand, or I also keep all of my watermelon rinds because I am a, a pretty intense and devout composter. 
Um, and if you want to swing by, I don't know where you live, you want to swing by the studio or maybe give my producer your address, I could certainly mail them to you. Well, those are what watermelon rinds that you've, that you've eaten off of. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I've cut the watermelon, the juice off of that. I don't even eat the watermelon. I just do it for the rinds, but I keep them all. Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't have like your germs on it. No, no, no. None of my germs are on it. Okay. Well, I don't know if I need you to send me your watermelon rinds. I can probably arrange with the retreats and I can say, you know, I need a watermelon per day. Yeah, at least one per day. Do you think you'll be able to collect a bunch of sticks for yourself to snap? I assume so. There are nature walks okay, on great. the schedule. Well, Linda, I wish I had all day to indulge you, uh, but I don't. I got to get to some other calls. And also I'm, you know, dealing with some stuff myself. So have I been helpful? Oh, oh yeah. I, I can't wait to try this watermelon trick. All right. Uh, best of luck to you, Linda. And... Namaste. Namaste and bless you. All right. Thank you very much. She is a lost cause, but I was glad to get the chance to talk to her. And I do hope uh, that any of you have, uh, you know, going through anything similar, that this has been some, uh, has been of some assistance to you. We're going to take a break now and hear from another one of our sponsors. He has been called, quote, the sex therapist to the powerful and famous, a little clunky, and, quote, a sexual healer unlike the world has ever known. No, it's not me, Dr. Sex Reese. It is someone named Dr. Randy. And his new book, How to Have Sex with Everything, is supposedly uh, combining physics with erotic sensuality. In fact, he claims that the Big Bang was a gigantic act of sexual climax, and that everything in existence comes from that massive galactic ejaculate. Here now is an excerpt from the audiobook read by Dr. Randy himself. Distant galaxies, far-flung nebula, white-hot supernovas, all of them a splash of cosmic spunk from that grand nutting. And only by embracing our full sexuality from primal too spiritual, can the universe finally breathe and say, I finished. That was Dr. Randy's How to Have Sex with Everything, uh, available wherever such mental filth is sold. You know, I'm mystified. I'm mystified every time I come in here why people continue to call, why I continue to do this, why people continue to listen, and why advertisers continue to advertise. But I guess uh, these are one of those questions that you're never going to get an answer to in life. You know, it's ironic, right? Because I'm here providing answers to people. That's what I do. And yet the fundamental questions that I have in my life are probably never going to be answered. Take, for example, the fact that I am the only regionally syndicated sex therapist that I know of, and I've checked, who's never had sex, and yet I've learned recently uh, that science seems to point to the fact that I have a daughter, something that I thought was impossible, but perhaps uh, like the Aztec uh, mother of Quetzalcoatl, I was somehow able to have uh, and give rise to a child 
through cosmic or spiritual means. Maybe that's something I can hold on to. Wouldn't that be interesting, Shelly? Would that be, I mean, would that be something that, that. Do you want me to talk or no? I don't want you to talk. No. Okay. Um, I was going to have to interrupt you actually. There is some exciting, an exciting development happening. Oh, another exciting development. Is this is going to be another exciting development that's going to cause me to have diarrhea due to anxiety for three days straight? I don't know what your reaction is going to be. So you know that ad you just read for Dr. Randy? Dr. Randy is here in the studio right now, and he's on his way over to be on the show. What are you talking about? The Cosmic Spunkman? Dr. Reese, he's in here right now, so maybe just just letting you know that. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you, Shelly? I'm so good. How are you? Thank you so much for allowing me to come on to this show. Thank you. You look absolutely radiant today, Shelly. Oh, that's, there's no Thank way that's Thank you. Fair. Thank you. This is so exciting for me and for Dr. Reese. Shelly is wearing a pair of overalls and an old sweatshirt. So I don't see any way how that could be construed as radiant. I've asked you to not say what I'm wearing. On well, I've asked you air. not to deceive me time and time again. I did. This was a surprise. This was a, a truly, a truly. Doctor Randy, what can I do for you? Would you like an autograph? Would you like a tour of the station? We can have one of our custodial engineers show you around. What is it you want? I'd, I'd love to actually step in. I am fascinated by what you do, Mister Sex. Oh, you, you are? You're fascinated? Have you ever heard the show? I have not. You sound very tall. I'm only able through the uh, window here between the booth and the... And the... He's 6'4". Okay, that's tall. I don't think there's going to be room in the booth. Let me try for a moment. I want to just come in there. Don't. You're strong. You're strong. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, my. I'm going to move. Okay. Oh. Mr. Sex. Uh, please call me Dr. Sex Reese. I'm and so could you sorry. Just give me a little bit of space here. This is where I keep my water. Uh, may I just say right off the bat that this room is tight. Yeah, it's very tight. It's very hot. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you. You are bottled up. I can uh-huh. just feel it coming off of you from here. You are a, a little... Uh, cook pot aren't you yeah well i run hot they've always said that about me since the time i was my average temperature is actually 102.8 and it befuddled doctors for a long time if i drop down any lower than that i sort of collapse so you're uh also a doctor i suppose people call me dr randy uh, I've never had formal training, but I've never oh. seemed to need it. Uh, well, I have received formal training. I've been to three different medical schools. Professors have called me the most challenging student that they've ever had. All of that is to say that this is a tight ship that we run here. And does that make does you that make feel me, happy? Make you feel happy? No. Dr. Randy, I wouldn't say that anything makes me feel happy. Occasionally, I, mm. I uh, experience flashes Uh, of mild satisfaction, but happiness is not really why I'm doing this. Is that why you're doing whatever it is you do? Which, by the way, is what? I don't like to put words on what I do because I don't think language can accurately represent the full human experience of having and being sexual. Well, it seems to me, Dr. Rainey, that you've got everything you need. I don't. I don't have everything. 
because I've never done what you do, Mr. Sex. I don't think you want to do. I'm fascinated by what you do. Do you see the look on my face? My, My mouth is stuck in a sort of rigor mortis of disdain. You look like a young Corey Haim. Before the drugs, before whatever else horrible things happened to him. Are you talking dream a little dream, Corey Haim? Yeah, I am talking mm. dream a little dream, Corey Thank Haim. You. you give off that kind of an angelic look. And I have always been told I look like Dennis Franz from the, from the time I was very young. I'm talking when he was an, when he was an unknown character actor before NYPD Blue. Oh, I see it. I don't think what I'm saying to you is you seem to me like you have it all. You're tall. You're blonde. You have beautiful eyes. Mm -hmm. You smell wonderful. You give off a kind of magnetism that is even drawing me close to you. You've infiltrated the bubble that I've spent my whole life psychologically building around me that people can actually detect sometimes from as much as 100 yards away. You're now within the bubble. And I'm very close to asking you if you want to answer uh, a a question with me and do this on the show so you can experience what it's like for me. But I don't want to do it. Please, please let us let us extend our well wishes to the general public, to Joe Q public, and see what he or she has to ask us. Thank you for asking. That is so generous of you. Okay, so that's a yes. And do you always talk this way? In what way? Like, well, like everything is an infomercial. What is an infomercial? Here's this is a question from Twitter. Twitter is a social network that started out as a way for um, people to to make puns, mm-hmm. and has now uh, become a kind of toxic political environment where people are, are are trying to kill each other. Wow, that sounds that took a surprising left turn. Well, that's the. That's the that's the that's the way society goes. Okay, here's one. This is from uh, at the Playa Experience. He says, "Yo, Doctor Sex, my buddies are all doing No Nut November, and want me to join in. I love my boys, but I also love to nut. What should I do? I don't know what any of this is. I don't know what he's talking about. It's when men give up jerking off for." Uh, an amount of time. So what I would say to you is, have you ever tried not nutting the playa experience? Because not nutting can also be a profoundly spiritual experience. It can allow you to go inside yourself. They're going to try to get you to open up. They're going to try to get you to let them in. And it's all a trick. It's all a trick. If you have pride in yourself, if you have a belief in yourself, you will extend the the no nutting beyond November into December, January, the whole next year, give me a call back or another tweet in one year and tell me if you don't feel more whole, more full of vibrant energy that can sometimes be interpreted as rage, and if you don't feel more self-empowered. And if you, and if you don't, I'll eat my hat. I'll buy a hat and I'll eat it. So top that, Dr. Randy. I do believe in the core of who I am, that to not is to be human. So to this young man, I say, if all of your friends are not nutting, that is no reason to not nut. Nut, young man, nut. Shelly, don't you think it's time maybe for an ad? Something? What? 
All right, so yeah, so uh, Shelly has completely left the control room, uh, which seems to me like it's a great time to take a break and hear from one of our sponsors while we still have them. We'll be right back after this break. Okay, let's take a minute to... uh to hear from one of our sponsors. Every abstinent knows that a cold shower at the beginning and end of the day is the best way to curb your urges. But how do you cope with an impromptu erotic moment in the late morning or right after work? Well, now you don't have to worry with the Icy Blast jock strap. This revolutionary undergarment sends a blast of freezing chemicals directly to your no-no zones. Icy Blast jock strap also comes in raw steak if you prefer to have local dogs paw at your erection until it subsides. Icy Blast Jockstrap. You'll regret those thoughts for life. Join us every Wednesday in peace and stillness on Downshifting with Octavia Grace. We'll take a few minutes out of your day to relax, breathe, and just let yourself be. Uh, I, I just swallowed another wasp. That's Downshifting with Grace, Wednesdays at noon. Okay, uh... We're back here uh, on the Dr. Robert Sex Reese show. Uh, in case you uh, didn't know, Dr. Randy has has kind of forced his way onto my show and into my life. Um, before we go any farther along, how did you wind up here today? Like, what what is it that that drew you to me? Have you been following the saga over the past few weeks? Like, what what's what's how did you get here? Well. I want to help you mm-hmm. understand why you are this way because you're all bottled up. Yeah. Yeah. You've used that metaphor a couple times. Can I stop you right there? You're I've, an instant pot. I've spent, again, trademarked. You need to make sure that it's okay for us to mention that. And if we are going to hyperbaric it, chamber, if we're going to continue to mention, I want to make sure that we get some kind of sponsorship in place. Okay, Shelly? You're trashed at the bottom of the trash compactor and you're all scrunched up and I want to know why because I want you to know why. Have you ever have you ever decided that you wouldn't want to have certain emotional experiences? Did you ever say of the rainbow of feelings I choose to only have blue and green? I don't feel that I was ever given the choice to make those kinds of decisions. I have a few fundamental emotions that are in constant battle, like titans in the days of old grappling for control of the galaxy and Earth. This is what feels like it is roiling inside of my stomach at all times. There's rage. There's a lesser version of of rage, uh, a, a sort of intense annoyance. And then there is a blank, dull neutrality, which is where I actually want to be most of the time. I'm trying to get myself to that point. I feel like you are coloring your life with a half full crayon box. And what I want to do to you is I want to give you access to the large 
Crayola crayon box one that has the sharpener on the side, 105 colors. Right now, you are coloring your life with three crayons, and I want to give you all the crayons. This, I think, is another trademark, Shelly. You're going to have yeah, to. Yeah, I wrote this. it down, Crayola. Okay, thank you. Second of all, nobody ever uses all of those crayons, Dr. Randy. Have you ever really found a use for burnt sienna or electric lime? Or peach, the one that barely even shows up? What about that white color that doesn't even stay on the damn paper? Not to mention the fact that there's always people around who are going to take your crayons and never return them. Shelly, are you, are there any other callers at all today? No. I want to heal you. Dr. Randy, you don't know what it's like to be raised by two sex therapist parents who are the most open, giving, honest, transparent people in the world where everything has to be constantly talk, talk, open up, talk. I don't want to be open up. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my three crayons. And the more you try to force your electric lime and your burnt sienna into my tiny little box the angrier I'm going to get until eventually the whole damn box rips. And then what's going to happen? Nobody has any crayons because they all got melted on the radiator. This is why I do believe that talk therapy has its limits. There's, We need to go further sometime when the damage is this intense. And now there is a place that's right by here that I think is fantastic. It's a place called Camp Touch. It's run by Dan and Linda, fantastic mm -hmm. people. I've spoken there in the past. Okay. And I think you would it would do wonders for you to attend even three days at Camp Touch. I am very familiar with Camp Touch. I was forced to go there weekend after weekend over the summer. And, 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 and this is all beginning to feel a little too coincidental. How did you wind up here today in the middle of all of this? How did you find yourself to my studio? I found myself here the way I find myself anywhere is that I followed my tingle. What does that mean? I, what's, what tingle? I have a tingle that guides me through life, and it allows me to be fully present at the moment I am most needed in most people's lives. It is a feeling, not unlike the electric lines on the bottom of a shark, that lights up when someone needs sexual healing. And I follow it, and it has never let me down. And this tingle, where does it, where is, is this inherent in all people? Is it something special to you? Where does it, where does it come from? Because it is a, actually a scar on my perineum. Otherwise known as the taint. The space between the beehole and the balls. Yeah. If this is truly a coincidence, then it's a miraculous coincidence because I recently learned that I have scar on my taint as well. And it has, really? yeah. I, my doctor told me I, I have it. I've never actually seen that part of my body. You've I, never used a mirror to look at your undercarriage? Absolutely not. I have one with me. You should, you should look. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I, I allow my doctor to do it. He's allowed to look there once every two years. And this came up because, uh, 
a few weeks ago, we got a caller claiming that I, uh, that I had a daughter, right? Even though I've never had sex, ejaculated experience, nocturnal emission or pre-cum. Somehow this story got out there that I had this daughter. The mother wrote a letter claiming that I had a scar on my taint. And then uh, this, this woman who was actually tracked down by Shelly here, her name is Amy Reese. We talked on air. She was nothing like me. I think every, everybody who listened could figure that out. Just by hearing us talk, we were nothing alike. Lovely woman, though. Then Shelly used a, a disreputable uh, hip-hop-based DNA service to prove that Amy and I shared the same DNA. So I've been going through a sort of existential and professional an emotional crisis trying to figure out how it is I could have a daughter without ever having had sex, nocturnal emission, ejaculation, or even pre-com. And now Dr. Randy comes waltzing, striding into my studio and reveals that he too has a scar on his perineum, perineum taint area. I might have the answer. Ah, the puppet master speaks. So, um, Dr. Randy, I went to your website and yes. got a sample of your DNA. Thank you so much for doing that. I put my DNA on my website just in, in case anyone wants to create more me's. Mm -hmm. And so I had that DNA tested mm -hmm. and it came back as a positive match for Amy Reese. What is, so what does this mean? Well, Dr. Reese, you were a match for uh -huh. Amy, and Dr. Randy is a match for Amy. So Dr. So Randy is the father of Amy. This makes so much more sense to me, because Dr. Randy, whereas I have been withholding my seed, he has been spreading it around the universe like mayonnaise. So to <laughs> me, this makes much more sense that he would have fathered multiple human beings. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Just, you know, the coincidences are the universe coming together. And this is absolutely amazing. Yes. Yes. I am happy to have a daughter. What's also happening though is, is a bit of basic science that if, if you two had the same DNA, you're twins. I'm going to give you an extra big bear hug right now. Would I don't. Here I, they come. Okay, I'm in the middle of this. Brother. Can you release a little? Oh, here, sure. Here you go. All right. Well, this is, I will admit, kind of a lot to take in. I'm going to need to maybe look over some of those, uh, some of those results, Shelly. I think we're getting to the end of the show here. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hate to hate to nip this in the bud. We we actually wide wide mouth Barry had a wide mouth medical emergency and is not doing his show. We have been offered the time slot, and so we're just rolling right on through. Uh, okay, so I guess we're just gonna do another ad and then roll right into another show uh, covering right. the most personal and shocking uh, topic of my life. Okay. Do an ad. OK, 
Okay, our next sponsor. Uh, if you're like the millions of Americans trying to cut down on intercourse, Mom Tinted Glasses might be for you. Just upload photos of your mom at her most matronly and let the glasses use their high-tech AI and virtual reality technology to turn every possible sexual partner into a spitting image of the woman who pushed you out of her vagina. That cute girl at the coffee shop? Mother. Your sexy Italian tutor? Mother. Your mother? Double mother. Also available in Dad Shades and Aunt Susan Contacts. Warning, not for use on stepmothers. And we thank them for their support. Uh, so again, we are going to go right into the next episode here following uh, whatever they play between my show and the show after it. I honestly don't know. So yeah, I guess just keep your mind open and your eyes closed. See you in a second. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Dr. Sex Reshow wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.